RadioInfluence.com. Hey gang, welcome in. This is another episode of the A Place for My Head podcast. He's Brandon Thompson. I'm Jerry P. Tuck. Year-ending episode. Crazy to think 2019's already over, isn't it? Yeah, a little, a little crazy. We're about to hit 2020. Like the twos. What? Well, yeah. It's, it's insane how quick this year has passed. You know, like my favorite movie series, I guess, Back to the Future. <laughs> Two, when they go... To the future and it's 2015 what the fuck <laughs> nothing nothing is like it at all like I don't know, it's, it's, crazy. Just, it's it just blows my mind a little bit it, it's amazing how a year can be so long and yet so short mm-hmm. all at the same time but you know last week we talked about uh well i guess before we get into that we hope everybody had a great holiday season whether it was christmas hanukkah whatever the hell you celebrate yep um you know was able to get some peace and quiet and a not a lot of family drama, and, and we, you know, we, we hope that all came together for you. And, uh, you know, onward and upward from here at 2020, knocking on the door. Now it's time for New Year's resolutions. <sighs> we talked about this last week, and we, and we warned you we were going to talk about this. <laughs> I, I'm going to be perfectly frank with you. I, I've never gotten New Year's resolutions. Gotten them. Like, you've never stuck to one or you never... No, I, I don't, don't understand, understand the them. premise. Right, yeah, yeah. It's like, if you're going to do something, why are you waiting until The first of the first? year. Yeah, the first of the year. Just why not just do it? Do it. Yeah. You know, and I, you know, I just... I, I used to be one of those people, I'm going to do this and I'm going to do that. And it never happened, all right? And all it did was cause more stress in my head because it didn't happen. I don't think I've ever met anybody that set a New Year's resolution that actually stuck to it. Uh, think about it. However, true commitment is the people that go through Lent, you know? Yeah. Right? I've seen I've seen them actually, like, commit to something and do it. Really? Why people can't make a resolution and stick to it the same way, I don't know. I, I've i never gotten it. I'm never going to profess to get it. Yeah. <laughs> I think the whole premise is asinine. Yep. At, I, if you're going to do something, guys, and this, in my humble opinion... If you're going to do something, just freaking do it already. You don't need the first of the year to do it. No, right? it's like those New people Year's. that say, I'm going to go on a diet on Monday. Yeah, <laughs> I'll start Monday. And then I'll start next week. Right. And then the week before, <laughs> Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, all the way there through the end of the week, they just gorge on everything they can find. <laughs> yeah. As I was as I was eating French fries last night, you know, thinking about that. Hey, you know, well, sometimes you got a French fry. Well, I told myself I'm starting Monday. And there you go. Today's not Monday. You shouldn't. You know what? You shouldn't start on Monday. You should. You should start on New Year's Day. Oh man, fuck that! I'm not even. There's no way I'm setting any kind of goddamn resolution for me. No way. You know the the thing about about New Year's resolutions, and, and again, I know in my experience because that's all I can really talk of. It's more stressful when you don't follow through on them. It's yeah. No, it's like. It's more stressful. It's more harmful, in my opinion, because if you were to put a st- like a, I don't know percentage on how many people follow through with it, I would say four hundred and thirty-two percent of all people do not follow, follow through. through. Okay, that makes perfect sense. Four hundred and thirty-two. You know what? I take that back. Let's <laughs> say four hundred and thirty-two point eight percent of all. There people. you go. Because I was going to say ninety-five percent. <laughs> I was actually giving them five. But uh, no, I mean, if like think about it, if you want to lose weight or you want to. I don't know, commit to anything at the first of the year and you don't do it, it's another, you know, chalk it up to another failure, basically, right? You were thinking exactly where I was going. And that's not going to help anything. No, not in the slightest. And, you know, you go in with the, all this positive attitude, and I'm going to do this, and I'm going to do that, and by January 3rd, you're looking in the mirror going, what the hell was I thinking? No shit. Or like, well... There goes that. I mean, I'm not going to go to the gym. I'm not going to diet. I'm not going to save money. I'm not going to, you know, I'm, I'm not, I'm not going to start taking care of myself the way I should because old habits are hard to break and this is my pattern and now I'm a failure for this too and there's no point. Yeah. I mean, I'm a creature of habit. So, oh, I'm very much a creature of habit. Like you break my routine, I break your face yeah. kind of thing. Oh, I'm. <laughs> so if I introduce something new into my routine, I'm definitely going to stick to it, but it's definitely not going to be on New Year's. One, one of the few places my wife and I get into it, I'm one of those people that I'm 15 minutes early everywhere. Mm-hmm. She's one of those people that she's 15 minutes late. I must drive you nuts. Everywhere. Oh, I, I love you, but you do. But that, that's just my OCD. I mean, that's yeah. just my, my. My wife is the same way. Yeah. 
you know, and, and it's like that, that's the only place my wife and I and we don't. I think in the 13 years we've been together, we've had one argument. We don't fight. We don't yeah. argue. It's great. Yeah. But it's like I just look at her go. Really? Yeah. <laughs> she, really? She looks at me and she doesn't say really. She says, what the fuck? Like, I mean, she gets pissed, but I can't help it, man. I kind of like just take my time and stuff. But, you know, you got to be trouble. Yeah, no, I, I feel you. But, you know, it, it's like say that's a New Year's resolution. OK, then. No. <laughs> that, then by four o'clock on, on New Year's Day, you're supposed to be somewhere and you show up at four thirty. And it's like, well, screwed that up. Yep. You know, already broken. Yeah. And, right. and then, it, you know, it's like, well, here we go again. It's a vicious cycle. Why not make a resolution that you can actually stick to? You know, it's funny you say that because, uh, you know, when we were talking about doing this show, I was doing some research. Believe it or not, we, we actually do research a little bit. Yep. Uh, I found an article from last year uh, from the National Alliance of Mental Illness for five New Year's resolutions for depression. I was like, OK, well, this this could be interesting. So I, I click on it and. Uh, in, in no particular order, they're you know, and these are pretty self-explanatory. You know, focus on what you can control. But, I'm horrible about that because I focus on. But what can you actually everything. control? I, I I say this all the time. Control is a fucking illusion. You can't control anything, really. You can control how you react to things. <sighs> you know, uh, you you can't. You may not be able to control what happens, but you can control how you react to things. <sighs> and, and and I'm horrible about that. I mean, I guess to an extent, but not not a hundred percent. Because if you were to say, "I'm I'm going to commit to not having ro- road rage," right, and somebody cuts you off, and the next thing you know, you're you know you're hanging out the side of your car with two middle fingers but, in the air, and you're like, you "Damn could, it! I said I wasn't going to do that." But right, I was so pissed. But you didn't control yourself. You you still did it. Right. You know, so you you can control that. You just flew off the handle and were road raging asshole on the road. Yeah. So you you can control that. Okay, I get your it's, point. it's it's breaking a pattern. Yes, it's breaking a pattern, and it takes like what I think it's like thirty days to actually create a new habit or something. Yeah, like that. I I don't know because I've never been able to break my habits, and that's everybody has their their faults, and that's one of my faults. I, I get into I get into a habit, I get into a pattern, and it is what it is. I, I can't. I'm I I can say I'm the same way. The only thing that I've uh, I've I, I was I managed to like really kill was when I turned thirty, I quit smoking. And I had tried several times. I told myself I wasn't going to smoke past 25. And I started when I was like 14. Was that a New Year's resolution at 25? God damn you. No, it was not. <laughs> it was a decision I made because I didn't like it. Uh, and uh, I, tr- I, like I said, I started at, I started to try to quit when I was like 25. And I said that was going to be it. Like, I'm not going to smoke. And then I realized in my profession that I was, you know, going to different meetings, this, that, and the other. And I was ducking away, trying to get a quick, you know, a cigarette and before a meeting and nobody else around me was smoking. I'm like, okay, this shit's got to, it, it's over. I can't, I can't do this anymore. It's like definitely like trashy. Like I got to stop and cold Turkey, the, the, the day after my 30th birthday, I quit and I, I haven't touched a single one since. And it was probably like, I, I, I always joke. I shouldn't, but I say heroin addicts so much shit on smokers. That shit was tough, though, man. That really was, it was tough, but uh, uh, I guess I, I controlled that and committed to that. I'll say I always joke. I'm like, I need to pick something up, booze, drugs, something. And I shouldn't joke like that, but I do. But, you know, I know when it comes to, to, you know, things you can control, you know, this is the pot calling the kettle black because I'm beyond horrible about, you know, about doing that. Especially yeah. when, and I had this conversation, we, we had a group of friends get together last night and, you know, one of my closest friends looks at me and goes, why do you hold on to stuff? Like hold on, like, like internalize? Yeah. Oh, I internalize everything. Yeah. It's the worst drug. It is. <laughs> and, and it's one of those habits that I know I can control, but I don't know how. And yeah, that's one of the things I've got to work on. And, and trust me, folks, when, when we're talking about this stuff, we're dealing with this shit too. So I, I don't want you to think we're coming across preachy sometimes or because look, we're, we're the same as you guys. Yeah. No, I, I, I still do it. I, that's something I work on all the time. I used to uh, internalize things a lot more than I do now. But um, that being said, uh, I don't do it as much as I used to. But when I do, it's really shitty. Yeah. You know, like it's really shitty. Like I beat myself up now and say, say nice things, you know, yeah. to myself. Like I like internally beat the shit out of myself and just make it worse, man, when there's no reason to. Yeah. 
So I totally get that. Yeah. I, you know, we were talking about something that happened years ago and I was like, you know, I, I, I feel responsible. And they're like, why didn't all of us are fine? You know, it's not like what you did controlled anything. And this one's doing this and this one's doing that. And everybody's moved on. Why are you still holding on to this? Uh, what if, what if, and what it's if, like, what if, you know, right. And it, it's just how I, I've got a weird thought process, I guess. Yeah. It's how you process things. Right? Yeah. And you know, I, I take responsibility and I own everything and when I shouldn't, yep. but I do. Yeah, no, I get it. I totally get it. It's, uh, <coughs> it's the, uh, Oh man, for me, uh, I don't want to disappoint people. Uh, dude, we've talked about this because you and I are so much alike. Yeah. When it comes to that. Yeah. Like I don't want to let someone down. My biggest fear in life is letting people down. I can't like just thinking about that right now. Like not just me being a failure, but letting people around me down Mm -hmm. and, and, and having them disappointed in something that I committed to or was responsible for that, that shit will get in my head and just destroy me oh it, it completely disables me sometimes yeah yeah no i totally get it because it, it, it's like my brain goes okay well that didn't work we're going into operation shutdown we're done yep yep and you just yep and then you internalize it yeah. and then it just circles in your head mm-hmm. yep it's that and you cycle. don't I, I personally i have no idea how to break that I, i've tried i i don't know i i literally don't have the tools to stop it i don't know and don't, it just spirals out of control with me yeah, I don't know. Like, you get, uh, you know, I've, when I get in those situations, the first thing you want to do is like vent maybe and talk to, like, I, I personally, I'll talk to my wife about something if it's truly, truly bothering me. Like, I don't bring work, work home at all. Um, I, you know, I, I really, really believe in like a healthy balance of work at work and home is at home. I'm learning that. Yeah, it's tough. It's not working, it's but I'm tough. learning that. Yeah, it's tough because I mean, even even my wife, she bring work home a, a lot. Not like um, just just frustrations or something like that. And it's like, hey, I don't want to talk about this stuff. Let's talk about something else. Yeah. And it would be hard to switch her her mind out of work mode to home mode. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, you, you want to vent, and then you want someone to understand what you're going through, and then they don't, or uh, they don't care. Not, and I'm not talking about my wife right now, but like they don't understand. Right how you're feeling in that moment and what it's doing to you um, because they're not going through it. Right. Mm-hmm. So only, you know, how crazy and frustrating and damaging it is uh, at the current moment, but no one can, can like relate. I I've said this before. And the more I've thought about it, the more I'm like, well, shit, that was actually kind of brilliant. I can't believe I came up with that, but it's hard to, it's hard to make someone else understand when you don't understand yourself. Yeah. <laughs> and I've said that before and it's like I, I don't I'm taking full credit for that because you know I don't think I've heard it anywhere else but I'm taking credit for that line yeah. <laughs> but but seriously it, it's like you know I don't understand how to control it so I can't make you understand what I'm going through right and and it's a vicious cycle yeah it's a vicious cycle and it's not really fair if you know if I'm in your shoes to, to look at someone and, and expect them to understand what, what you're going through right? well, and, and what works for you may not work for me right well naturally right yeah. You know, but it's it's easy for people to sit back and go, well, I did it and I did it this way. It's like, yeah, but I, it may not work. Yeah. Like, don't force your or don't think I haven't thought me. of that. Yeah. Or yeah, it's it's like when, when you get a cold and people are like, oh, well, you should drink orange juice or you should take this or you should take that or you should try these supplements. It's like, mm. no, yeah. I've got a cold. It's going to last a couple of days. I'm going to write it out. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And like, then three months later, I still don't have a full. Vo- oh, wait. No, that's that was totally a separate, separate <laughs> issue. Separate issue. But, but, you know, I, that's just, that's just how I operate, though. And, and yeah. I internalize and it's, it's going to be the death of me. I mean, my wife has literally looked at me and said, I don't want you to kill over from a heart attack because you're taking this way too seriously. Yeah. Don't do that. I and, mean, and, so- and it's like, okay, you know, and I know in my case, I don't want people to see that side of me. So I put on a mask and I, I put on an act so people don't worry. And this conversation last night really hit home because these are people that I really care about. Yeah. And it's like, dude, what's wrong with you? I'm like, okay, I thought I was hiding it better than I was. <laughs> in your head, right? You're thinking Oh, in that. my head. I'm yeah. like, oh, they have no clue. And it's like, boom. Yep. Get it out, brother. Shit. <laughs> So that led to a conversation that was unexpected last night, but that's neither here nor there. It was good and it was much needed. And, you know, truthfully, I'm one of those people that 
I, I don't like people to worry about me. I don't like people to, you know, I, I don't like people to worry about me. I'm not used to having people that care. I, I'm, I've always been the fixer, not the one that needed fixed. And, you know, that's something I've got to figure out. Yeah, it's like, for me, I don't want the attention on me. Thank you. Yeah, you know, I've always hated limelight. I'm the same way. Can't stand it. Which is funny, considering the background that you and I have. Yeah. You know, where... You Everybody know, laughs at me when I say that shit, and I'm like, I really don't. Oh, like, yeah. I don't like it. You know, I, I've talked about it before. When I was a kid growing up, I was the quiet kid that kept my nose in books and didn't really socialize much. Mm-hmm. They're like, how the hell did you end up talking on the radio for a living? Right. And it's like, well... Because I'm sitting in an empty room by myself, just talking. Yeah, you're just talking because we're looking at a microphone. Exactly. Yeah. We're not no, looking at. No offense. We're not people. looking at y'all's ugly mugs. All right. 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 <laughs> but you, seriously, you're talking to yourself, huh? and you know, in my case, when I when I was still singing and doing the music thing, when I was on stage, it wasn't one on one. It was impersonal. Mm-hmm. There was an audience. There was a crowd. But it's not like we're sitting here, you and I, looking at each other. Yeah. Talking. Then when I would get off stage, somebody would talk to me and I'd give one word answers and they'd think I was a dick. <laughs> well, and it's like, well, yeah, I'm a dick, but it's not because of that. It's called a performance in a concert for a reason. Yeah. You know, it's it's an act, right? I always viewed it as my escape. There you go. But it's an act. At the end of the day, it's an act. And, and people, I mean, I can totally relate to this from touring, but people on stage are not the same people off the stage. No. They're just not. I mean, I've, I've seen some of the coolest, most badass performers and in my entire career, and I've also seen them before they go on stage, throw up, like lose their fucking minds mm-hmm. and then get up there and everything's great. They'll have a fucking badass show and then, mm-hmm. then they can't wait to get off. Yeah. I mean, thinking about it right now, it's like I'm singing in a band right now and I'm, will I, how will I be live when that happens? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, holy shit. Like my wife said it to me the other day, like, what about a live show? And I'm like, oh, fuck, I haven't thought about that really. Not too much. You know, I'm just fucking around with my friends. But if, if it ever came to like, oh, shit, that, you know, I got to I got to I got to figure that out. But what I like to do in situations like that, ever since I, I like kind of conquered my anxiety is I put like I same way I did when I quit smoking. Everybody that smokes can relate to this or quit can relate to this. When when you quit smoking there, are, it's just like anxiety. It's just like any other mental whatever. There's triggers. So. When you go out with your friend, you start drinking at a bar. Naturally, you want to smoke cigarettes and drink beer right. and do whatever. So I put myself in every single situation that I possibly could put myself in to challenge myself right out of the gate. First week, got hammered. <laughs> like on the like third day, no, no cigarettes, got hammered. And I got through that. And I'm like, okay, cool, I can do that. And I slowly built my confidence um, in being able to not you know, rely on cigarettes to get me through the day. Right. So I kind of use that same type of methodology, like throughout, like all the difficult things that I'm used to, whether it's speaking to people, uh, large groups of people, microphones, you know, stuff like that. And the more and more I challenge myself and get, uh, get in front of those and, and overcome them in the long run, the easier life gets. Right. And you know, that goes back to being able to focus on what you can control. Yeah. You know, that that's to circle back and bring it back to that. Yeah, that's exactly what we're talking about. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, that's I guess I guess to your point, that's a, that's a really good point, because my fears are my fears and I can control what I do with them and not do with them. And I chose to put myself in them right. to overcome them, overcome them. And I'd I'd say I'm, I've been pretty successful with the things that I've challenged myself to do. I know we're near perfect. And I still got a long way to go, but I mean, you know, I've learned a lot and I've, I've grown a lot from those challenges and, and, and facing them head on instead of avoiding them my entire life. Right. Yeah. And, and, and again, it, it's, I, I don't want us to come across like we don't know what, you know, what it feels like, what it feels like, because we live it too, you know, and, and that's the whole premise of why we're doing this podcast. You know, there's, there's a whole lot of people out there that are just like us that feel like they're on an island. And that's mm-hmm. exactly why we're doing this podcast. And actually, if I'm going to be completely transparent, I lied. I have made a resolution. <laughs> it was the family resolution, I think, going into 2013. We were going to uh, do do better with like our finances and stuff like that. And I had a plan to get this, 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 all these ducks in a row so we could do this, 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 this. Didn't happen. Just didn't happen. Didn't happen. Didn't work. 
I, how I had long a, did it last? I, this makes it look like a dumbass, but I literally, <laughs> I put the year and the name of the plan, which was the Thompson family plan. And I, I had like literally took a magnet and put it on the side of the fucking fridge. And yeah, I, I, I wish I could find that because it didn't happen. Didn't happen. Week, two weeks. Four days. It didn't even start, dude. Three hours. Yeah. <laughs> it was great in theory. Yeah, in theory, it was amazing. It was great in theory. Yeah. But uh, next on that that list of the the five New Year's resolutions for depression, choose your environment wisely. And uh, you know, basically, they're saying you know, cut the crap, cut cut the toxic relationships, and surround yourself with people that actually matter and, and actually you know care about you. And, and I I love that. I think it's great. I think that's amazing. I mean, I've talked about that a lot setting boundaries and cutting ties with all the negativity in your life. You know, I've had, I've had to do that on several occasions and you know what, it's, it's worked out really well yet. I mean, it's really, really, really hard to do, but yeah, I mean, that's, we hit on that all the time. Yeah. We, we, that's something we talk about almost every week. Yeah. I mean, it's just a necessary part of life in my opinion. Yeah. Oh yeah. No doubt. Uh, next on the list was get help when you need it and, and to, to give yourself permission to get the help when you need it. Cause I know a lot of people out there, you know, they know they need help, but stubborn pride, yep, foolishness. Oh yeah. This will just pass. And the it doesn't pass. Oh yeah. The ma- toxic masculinity, that kind of crap. And you know, sometimes you reach a point where you have to look yourself in the mirror and you have to say, you know what? I've tried everything. I can't do this on my own. Right. And you get to a point where you know, your head's not right. And you're tired of feeling the way you feel, but you don't know how to fix it. And you don't know how to fix it. Don't let don't let all that shit and don't let your own head get in the way of of of, of getting better and and you know seeing a professional or whatever the case may be. Don't let your, don't let your your I don't want to say it, like your fucked up self already get in the way of of, of helping yourself. Um, you know, don't get in your own way. Exactly. I mean, it's a whole point of this podcast and, and what we're doing and, you know, a place for my head is just getting what's in, in this complex dome of ours out so that we can not only relate to people, but help people. And just, it's, it's difficult. Like that one line is, is, is very difficult, you know, to, to, to not preach, but talk about and, and uh, be positive about and confident about when, I myself was on the other uh, other side of that, you know, confidence level being like, well, shit, am I going to feel like this for the rest of my life? Like, I can't do this. Mm, we've, we've all been there. Yeah, exactly. And and don't want to be there again. And, and again, that goes back to the, you know, what we were talking about, you know, with being able to, you know, focus on what you can control. You know, you can control that, you know, and it, it's it's a case of convincing yourself that the things telling you that you're not worthy of getting help and you shouldn't get help are fallacies. Mm-hmm. They're in your head. Mm-hmm. It's your, it's your own, <laughs> it's your own head telling you the, the, the wrong shit still. Yeah. It's just a different phrase or different, you and know, I was going to say, and God knows, you know, again, speaking from experience, I, I am the worst at that because trust me, I, I tell myself I'm worthless 15,000 times a day. And I, you know, again, that's a pattern that developed over years. Yeah. You know, and, and we've talked about that before, but you know, that's something I've got to break. And and, and again, like I said, we can relate to all of these. We feel these same things you guys are. So, you know, again, I I don't want to come across hypocritical because it's not because we struggle with these things too. Yeah, no, we're all, and you know, I, I feel like I'm speaking for both of us, but definitely me. Like I've, I've always, um, felt mediocre. Mm hmm throughout life in my youth and stuff like that, like in sports and all that kind of, I, I would always get to like the middle ground of like, you know, I, I was on a traveling team, you know, soccer wise, this, that, and the other, whatever. Um, but I never really got to the top level of anything I really tried. Um, and that was always a, a challenge for me and I couldn't really understand it. I think, I think I, I, I would be passionate about it for a while and I would get to a certain point and then maybe I, I didn't really lose interest, but I kind of, Maybe, maybe there was a sense of entitlement there that like it was going to just, it was supposed to just happen, but you know, people like, you know, Michael Phelps, right. Right. Like don't, 
don't just sit there and say it's just going to happen. Like he works his ass off and he's retired now, but like he worked his ass off to do what he did. I didn't work my ass off, but it's something that, you know, is just been a part of like my life forever being mediocre at things. And I have to push myself beyond that. Like, it's almost like if you are working out and, and you've been doing it for like six, eight months, like sticking to a really hardcore plan, you usually plateau. You hit a, you hit a, a like a, a low. Right. And then where you're so used to seeing um, gains or weight loss or all these different things happening to you when you're when you're kicking ass and giving it your all, you, you level out to where you have to figure out a way to challenge yourself even more to get out of that 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 part of the of the process. And I think it's really hard to get out of that. Like once once you start to kind of like not see results anymore or or feel like your your it's hard work up and walk away from it. your hard work is not paid off when that's really not the case you you're fucking whatever at that point but yeah you nine times out of ten I feel like people would just give up yeah oh absolutely next on the list it's uh, give yourself positive affirmations and you know I'm I okay I, this is gonna fall into the New Year's resolution thing for me I don't get it because <laughs> when I hear that I, I think of the old SNL bit with Stuart Smalley but, looking in the mirror. I'm wonderful. I'm great. <laughs> Everybody loves me. It's like, gag me. Oh my God. Okay. That's just my take on that. I, I, and, and, and I get the process of it. I get the, the thinking behind it. I don't freaking get it. Yeah. I don't get it either, man. I don't, I, I don't know how I could look at a mirror and say nice things like that. Uh, and I don't know how, how that would help me. Yeah. You know, it's all, it's like you, you take me there. And if, if, if someone told me that's what I had to do to get better, I'd be like, fuck this man. I'm, you know, well, it, it's so funny. This is so unrelated, but you reminded me of the, of the mad TV skit of Stuart. Like, look what I can do. Look yeah. yeah. Can do. Like what I would give. Oh yeah. No, I'm, I'm, no, I'm not <laughs> thinking. No, 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 no. We're thinking of two different bits, but I, we are, I'm thinking we are. The, the SNL bit with, uh, um, Damn it! Um, I hate this when it happens. I hate when I can't think of shit. You know exactly what I'm talking I about, do. and I, I can't think of the name of it. It's on Pat, is it? Pat? No, 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 no. Pat was talking to Yeah. No. Uh, <laughs> y'all like that, didn't you? Yep. Now I've got to look it up. You have the Google. Yeah, I've got Use the, the Google, Google machine right in front Use of me. Use the Google. Oh, damn it. Oh, anyways, you were you were saying it. So, yeah, of, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. That, this kid, it was, it was Stuart. And the mother was actually funnier to me than Stuart. It was Stuart Smalley. Yeah, but that was Mad TV. No, 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 no. Stuart Smalley was Al Franken, so go screw yourself. I oh, was right. Oh, that guy. I was right. I remember that guy. I'm wonderful. Everybody loves me. Yeah, he was good. The one with the one with Michael Jordan. He was good. Where he's like looking in the mirror and Michael yeah. Jordan is saying, yeah. Yeah, until he got into politics, he, yeah. you know, then fucked up. Then but, he screwed you know, himself. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways. Don't do bad things. Mad TV. Look what I can do. Yeah, yeah. no, I'm with you. Yeah, we're no. here. We are now that we've we're, just wasted two and a half minutes of everybody's time. Sorry. <laughs> um, no, 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 I just like you know they're screaming at us, right? Yeah, you, you know they're. You You're off topic, it. assholes. Um, no, I just like his mindset. He, he, it's it's just an act, right? But if you could like live in someone's brain, happy, like he's just happy. Look what I can do. Yeah. I mean, I know it's funny, it's comedy and all that shit, but like. Some people just don't give a shit and they just live their lives and they're fucking fine with it, you know? Yeah, I've got I've got a friend who she swears by this positive affirmation thing. And, you know, she tries so hard to, like, throw it at me. And I'm like, I appreciate it. I get it. Like, what I, do you do? You I, really, like, she, I, I don't know your friend, but, like, you go, like, you wake up, look at yourself in the mirror and you're like, yeah, you're hot. No, wait. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, but you're a good person. Yeah, no, and, and she's like, you know, I, I every day I, I try to meditate and I, I try to manifest the good things around me. I'm like, that's awesome. That if that works for you, yeah. giddy up, uh, g- get on it. Teach their own man. Whatever exactly. floats your boat, right? It doesn't I, float my boat. I I don't get it. Yeah, but you know, I, I guess there are worse things you could do with your time. Absolutely. Well, yeah, duh, obviously. You know, but I, I just never got the whole looking in the mirror telling yourself how and if you you do that more power to you you do you if it works you do you we're not we're not ripping anybody that does this we're just saying we don't know if i if if smashing my face on a wall 20 times a day would make me feel better about other things i would do it too so absolutely whatever works whatever works like i said you do you and and we're not and, and please don't think that we're ripping it we're just 
we're just we're just talking. I, I I couldn't do it. I couldn't but, do it. But you know, finally on, on this five New Year's resolutions for depression from the National Alliance of Mental Illness, fight depression with treatment. That kind of goes back with getting help when you need it. Just getting help in general. Like yeah. I love that actually, and that's the first time you you read all of those to me. But that right there should be at the top. Yeah, don't be afraid to seek out the help that you need. You know, and, and I can't stress that enough. Uh, you know, everybody reaches that point at some time. I did. And I, and I, and I did, I did both. I reached the point and I got the help. And what, what, okay. I'm going to ask you this and we've never really talked about this before. What got you to that point? Um, when did you look yourself after the whole positive affirmation thing? When, when did you look yourself in the mirror? <laughs> when did you look in the mirror and go, I, I've got to fix this. Uh, it, I, it wasn't in front of a mirror. We all know how, because <laughs> at the time when I reached the point where I was like, hey, I got to go talk to somebody. Um, I was scared to death of mirrors. Right. Remember? Oh Story? yeah, that's true. So definitely wasn't a fucking mirror I was looking yeah. at. Um, but I remember I was at work. Um, it was 2013 for sure. Um, and I thought I was having a heart attack because um, I couldn't remember if I took my blood pressure medicine in the morning and that, that sent me off my rocker because then I was like, shit, if I didn't take it then I could have a heart attack or if I go home and I take it on top of it on doubling up or something like that, then my blood pressure could be to like too low or something. I'm not a fucking doctor. So my mind's racing and I'm not right in the head already. And my anxiety levels are through the damn roof. Like when you, lose your mind that crazy and like that that badly and your heart is like about to just beat out of your chest and you you think you're about to die you might go see somebody because that's what happened i mean that's what that's what happened i i literally i called my doctor's office and i was like i'm on my way and they're like do you need an appointment i was like no have someone ready to see me right out of the gate and i went straight in there and, and they you know all it took was my doctor looking at me and he's like, he took my, he took my blood pressure. Right. And I was totally fine. And I'm like, am I okay? And he goes, you're, you're, you're fine. You're okay. And, and it, all the anxiety just melted off because I had a doctor tell me I was okay. And I'm like, fuck this. I can't, I can't live like this anymore. And that's when I went. Wow. Like, I mean, I, it's not even like a dramatic story, but the thought I did. I yeah, just, but it, it was traumatic to you. It was, dude, I, I was working at Tampa at the time. I'm in my office and I'm just spinning in my head. Did I take it? Did I take it? Did I take it? Fuck. Like I, I couldn't, I couldn't remember like, cause now I have to do things uh, when it comes to like my blood pressure medicine and stuff like that. I take a picture of it every single morning. I put a date on it. That's how crazy. But if I ever get in that moment where I was like, Oh fuck, did I take my medicine. I grab my phone and I look on it and not only do I see it in my hand, I'm like, okay, good. I took it. But I have the date on it that I put on there. And then you can even reference the actual photo when it was taken because iPhones say when it was taken right. and what time. So that doesn't spell things out for you kids how crazy my mind can get. That's it. Like when I pack for vacation, which happens tomorrow, and I pack my medicine, I check it like seven times. And then I have my wife check it for me because God forbid if I were to fly to a different state that's inside the United States where there's a CVS down the street, I will, f I will die. I, that's in the, it's embedded in my head. I will die. You know what I mean? Right. If I don't have those, which is I, I, like, how common is high blood pressure? For me, it's genetic. Um, you know, doctors have been like, lose weight. Cool. Lose 20 pounds. Your shit's still high, buddy. Well, what, you know, it's genetic. I can't control it. Right. So I have to be on medication. This parking old man sucks. Uh, but uh, but to be in that moment, it's like it's. I think that's why this is weird. I asked you if this would morph into something or not. Um, it's weird because I I, I talk like when we've had uh, when we had a guest on that one time. Um, when when people are I guess suicidal and people are so quick to judge and they don't understand why people do it. And you sent me that article um, this past week about, and, it, and the title of it was, people that commit suicide don't want to die. They just don't want to feel pain anymore. And I think I can relate to that a lot because in that very moment when I thought I was about to have a heart attack because I forgot to take my medicine, like, I mean, 
before I was even taking the medicine, I wasn't taking medicine before and I had high blood pressure, blood pressure and I didn't even know it. So for that to, to, to mess me up so hardcore that I dropped everything I was doing at work, didn't give a shit if I had a meeting, didn't care if I had what it didn't matter. I just dropped everything and ran out of that building, got my car and drove to the doctor. And he said, you're good. And then I went back to work and everything was fine. Yeah, the article that, that he's referencing was from The Mighty. Uh, it was uh, from June 1st of 2018. Uh, and I'll, I'll put the link of it in the uh, show notes for, for this week. It's called, uh, the, the headline is, People Who Are Suicidal Don't Want to Die, They Just Want to Stop the Pain. It was written by uh, Bria Barros. Um, and, and again, you know, we, we've talked about this before with the suicide episode and mm-hmm. things like that. How quick people are to judge and to say, well, you're selfish and you're this and you're that. And it's like, no. Yeah, and that's why I try. I ask as many questions as I, as I do, and I'm always respect, respectful um, when I'm asking the people that have you know attempted and been there and all that kind of stuff. Because at the in that very moment, there were there was there were two decisions to make, right? Or maybe one decision. In fact, I knew 150 percent in that moment I couldn't be like that anymore. And I'm thinking I can't live the rest of my life constantly worrying about everything. Right. And living in this state of mind, I can't. So what are you going to do about it? And I think that's where a lot of the other people get as well. So I, I kind of gravitate towards that feeling to try to understand it a little bit better because that was intense for me. And when people do what they do when they get to that moment, like how intense does it have to be to go the opposite direction and not get help? Because a lot of them have gotten help or have been medicated or have been, you know, whatever. And they still struggle or they take themselves off medica- medication, which immediately leads to the, the scariest fucking side, side effects I can think of is suicidal thoughts. And for me, it was just it wasn't a rock bottom or anything like that. It was like that moment saying, all right, dude, this shit is real. You can't hide from it. You can't fix it yourself. You need to go talk to somebody and get this shit right. And it was the best advice I could ever give myself. You know, I'm, I'm a big believer in, you know, the fear of the unknown. You know, everybody's always afraid of the stuff they don't know about. But at the same time, it's also scary as hell when you hit that moment of, oh, shit, this is real. Right. And, you know, how you react to that will determine a lot of things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, and you've got to be able to recognize, again, like we talked about, um, you know, not being afraid of getting the help that you need. Yeah. You know, and, and the voices and, you know, whether it's literal or figurative, but the voices in your head that are saying all of the shit that you're not worth it and, you know, you don't need help and, you know, you'll get through this. It's just, it's bullshit. Or maybe it's not even, you know, you need help or you'll get through this, but it's. Am I worth it? That or it's. It's giving up really like, you know, saying you just succumb to it. Basically, like you feel like you've done everything you could, even though maybe you haven't, maybe you have, um, you know, whatever, but, uh, you give up on yourself basically. Yeah. You know, you, you're like, there's no changing this. I'd like, <laughs> I swear I read that line when you sent it to me and it's like, they don't want to die. They just want to end the pain or end what they're feeling. Mm-hmm. That's so sad to think about, but it's, it's real. Yeah, I felt it. It's one of the most most honest statements I've ever seen about that subject. Yeah. You know, and I, I think you and I both know people that are great at putting on a front, like we talked about, but have given up on themselves. Mm-hmm. And the world doesn't know it. I mean, again, you, you look at, and, and we always come back to this subject about celebrities and, and suicide, yeah. but, you know, you don't always know what someone is going through. Mm-mm. Nope. More importantly, you don't always know the reasons why people are going through what they're going through. Right. You know, and, and, and again, you know, I, I, I had this conversation with, with my friends last night and they're like, you know, why do you hold on to stuff? And it's like, this is such a deep rooted, <laughs> we, there's not enough alcohol in this bar. Yeah. Like it's such a complicated question, right? Yeah. yeah. It's like, well. Okay, it, it's because of this, 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 and this, but... You're better off just saying, I don't know. <laughs> I'm fine. I'm fine. <laughs> exactly, I'm fine. Don't yeah, worry about it. Yeah, but it, it, it's the same thing, you know? And it's like, if you have your circle of people and your support group around you, and I don't mean like 
support group like AA support group. I mean, like your core people. Like your people, family and friends, man. You know, your people around you that you can open up and talk to them about it. And you know they're not going to judge. That is so invaluable. Oh, my God, yes. And, and it's scary the first time you open up and you talk about it. Because it's like, all right, I can bullshit a lot of people, but I can't bullshit you. Yeah, like when you, yeah, when you reach that the point of that conversation, it's like, all right, <laughs> and, and, are and, we there? We just got there. Shit. Right, and it's one of those things where not everybody can do that. Mm-mm. I have, I'm not even going to say handful, a couple of friends that can call me on my bullshit and get away with it. <laughs> Straight up. Yeah, I would say the same for me. Yeah, you know, and when those people do that. It's like, okay, maybe I'm not as good as I thought I was. Yeah, as far as masking it, right? Right. Yeah. You know, so again, you know, don't be afraid to get that help and, and, and the treatment, whatever it is. And I couldn't, I, I can't advocate that enough. Yeah. Because it changed my life. Yeah. It changed my life. I would not, I don't want to say I hate the cliche statement. I, I'm, I wouldn't be here today. You know, I'm not saying that at all. I wouldn't be the person I am today right. without going and saying, I, it's okay. Like, I'm a dude. Fine. Whatever. Call me pussy. Think of me, whatever. But I, I'm going to focus on me and I'm going to make sure that I'm doing the right things to, to keep my body healthy and to keep my mind healthy. Most, most importantly, I'll take being fat or chubby or whatever to be healthy minded, mm-hmm. you know, and, uh, a lot of people don't like the drugs out there and stuff like, or the medicines out there because they had like, that's a huge side effect. I think of a lot of, uh, antidepressants is like weight gain and all that kind of stuff, but get like, get healthy, get your mind right. And then deal with that, the whole issue there. Well, and, and okay, we're going to, again, we, we never know where this is going to go because we yeah. talk about what we're going to talk about, but you know, it's a conversation. Yeah. Uh, you know, I had a doctor's appointment last week. And my doctor absolutely bitched me out. Yeah. And, you know, I, I, I had never really talked about this, but I deal with something called Hashimoto's disease. Uh, it, it's uh, an autoimmune disease where basically your immune system attacks your thyroid. And, you know, for those of you that don't know, your thyroid basically regulates the body chemistry mm-hmm. in Every which way known to man. It's also, you know, very, you know, I deal with a lot of inflammation, you know, that kind of shit. But the last, you know, couple months, obviously with us taking the time off with me being sick and I talked about it with my mom's surgery and work and family and I I haven't been taking care of myself. Yeah, it happens. And, and, you know, she she royally bitched me out. And I'm like, look, I get it. But, you know, again, going back to the fact of not knowing the reasons why people act the way they are. I can always tell, and my wife picks up on it instantly because obviously she knows me better than anybody. Yeah. When, when my system's off, I, I, I deal with a lot of, they call it brain fog, mm-hmm. where it, you know, it's like I, you can, we can be sitting here looking at each other right now and you can say A, B, C, D, E, F, G. Mm-hmm. 30 seconds from now, I'm not going to remember what the hell you said. <laughs> and it's a running joke with my wife because she's like, you're the perfect husband. I can tell you off and 30 seconds later, you won't remember. Yeah. And I'm like, that's great. Yeah. What, what, I'm sorry. What'd you say? Yeah. yeah. We, had, we had the same conversation last night. I can't believe that. That's yeah. Fucking nuts. You know, and, and, you know, I deal with that a lot and to go back to, you know, so, so that affects my moods, my depression, mm-hmm. you know, that kind of stuff big time. And, you know, it's almost in my case, it's almost cyclical because I'll be okay for six or eight weeks. And then I'll just wake up one morning and not be able to move. Like literally, physically, I, I can't move and my brain is dead and there's nothing going on. And I make stupid mistakes at work and uh, I'll do this or I'll do that. And I'll look at it and go, what the hell was I thinking? And, and it sucks because at the same time, I'm also a perfectionist. Yeah. <laughs> so live with that one, Skippy. Yeah, you know? exactly. <laughs> no, <it's- laughs> hey, hey, you can't control the fact that your body's out of whack right now and you're making stupid mistakes. But when you see these stupid mistakes, you're going to beat yourself up for that, too. Yep. Yep. You know, so, uh, again, you, you don't always know what people are going through. And, and you know, these I, I guess this list, you know, it, it's the five, you know, New Year's resolutions for depression. But it, it's deeper than depression because it's everything. It's. It, yep. You know, and and. You know, I know with with some of the stuff I deal with 
And of course, uh, you know, I can't do anything normal. Hashimoto's disease is eight times, eight to 10 times more common in women than men. So go figure. But, you know, I, I don't do anything easy. But <laughs> you know, it's like, you know, there are days I just sit there and it's like, and there's my business partner looks at me and goes, Hello. Hello. Are you home? Are you there? Please. So at least the people around me kind of understand and they get it, but it's aggravating as hell because at the same time, like I said, I'm a perfectionist. So when I see stupid little screw ups, mm-hmm. I beat myself up for it for a week. Little things. Oh, stupid little things. Oh, yep. I, I, I wrote something and I left out a comma. <laughs> what? Why, why are you obsessing about that? Because I'm an idiot. No, you're not an idiot. You made a mistake. Yeah. No, I'm an idiot. And, yeah. and and again, it's the vicious cycle starts all over again. We are our own worst critic. And it's enemy. A, yeah, and enemy. Yep. Very yep. much so. Yep. So, you know, again, you know, it's not just about depression. And we talk about that a lot. We talk about anxiety, you know. And, and again, somewhere along the way, I want to do an episode on chronic illness because I think this all plays into it. Yeah, because uh-huh. a lot of people that 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 are sad or are feeling depressive things, or you know, are just having a down day. You have a bad day. I have a bad day. We all have good and bad days, right? Normal. I would say so. But a lot of people stick to their guns, and they're like, "There's, there's like mild depression, and there's chronic depression, like right. depression, like they're and they're they're really like gung ho about those things being completely different." Like you might be sad and fucked up, but I'm really fucked up, you know? And like, what defines that? Right. There's a difference between being sad and chemically having something wrong. Yeah. And if it's something chemically, you cannot fix that yourself. No. We talked about that before. Yep. You know, and the the line you had was something along the lines of- You can't fix yourself. Yeah. Well, yeah, but yeah. It, there was more than that, but yeah, to, yeah. To, to get to the nuts and bolts of it, that's, that's what it was, you know? And the more you try to fix yourself, normally the more you jack yourself up. Yep. And I'm speaking from firsthand experience, Yeah. but you know, I, I really somewhere along the way, whether, you know, it's a, a show that we do or something that I just, you know, talk to you and say, I want to do this one solo. And I just vent, I shouldn't say vent, but you know, just talk about my experience because a lot of my issues started after a chronic illness thing that, that literally came within 90 minutes of taking me out. So that's where a lot of my issues started. And I know I've kind of skirted the issue before, but, you know, through the process, I, I've been able to meet a lot of really awesome people that have gone through similar things. And, you know, maybe I'll reach out to them and see if, uh, you know, they'd be willing to talk a little bit because I'm sure they would. But, um, but yeah, no, to, to, to circle back after that long monologue of crap, that's what we do. Yeah, I guess. But, <laughs> you know, the these five New Year's resolutions for depression are great, but it's more than just depression. It's it's good stuff to live by. I don't live by the whole resolution thing because, frankly, I think if you need to change, do it now. Yeah, don't wait. But, you know, I, again, you know, guys, we appreciate the support. This has been an interesting couple months since we've launched this thing. And uh, we've gotten a lot of really good feedback. And, and in 2020, I definitely want to talk to more of you guys. Yes. You know, I, I want to talk to you guys. I, I want to hear your stories because, you know, at the end of the day, that's what this is all about. Yeah. Well, you know, we can, I guess we can only talk about how much we relate so much, you know, right. I want to get somebody else in here and see how they relate. Absolutely. You know, you know, just spark the conversation. Yeah, absolutely. And, and everybody experiences things differently. And, you know, whether it's, you know, somebody that's dealing with depression or bipolar or schizophrenia or whatever they're dealing with. Or, you know, experts, you know, we want to hear from you. We want to talk to you guys. And that stuff is definitely in the plan. So, you know, reach out to Brandon on, on a place for my Cause yeah. I know he's, he's all over it. And we've, we've communicated with a couple people that have, have sent in submissions that I, I really want to talk to. Yeah. It's crazy. Uh, I, I, I talked to, I talked to some people daily, you know, they reach out on my Instagram or uh, you know, Twitter, all everywhere. I mean, I think I talked to, I remember I came to the studio one day when we were, we were about to record and I was literally having a conversation with someone on Twitter about actually going to the doctor to, to talk to them about how they were feeling. Cause they were like, just so fed up and they did. So, 
I, you know, I, I haven't talked to her in a while, but the last thing we talked about was how, how things were going to, I was so excited for her because things were going to get so much better. Good. And, and it was, I mean, stuff like that happens a lot with, with, you know, what we've started and everything. So, you know, yeah, re- reach out to Brandon on the website, you know, reach out to either one of us on Twitter. You know, uh, again, we, we harp the hashtag, get it out and, you know, use that, you know, because if you use that hashtag, we'll see it Yep, flat out. So yeah, in, in 2020, we definitely want to do more of that. We want to hear, you know, from you guys. Is that our new year's resolution? That's not a resolution. <laughs> That's not a resolution. That's what's, it, it's actually going to happen. You're teeing all of them up right now. Yeah. Guests, speakers, and more reaching out. I don't know. It sounds like a resolution. My New Year's resolution <laughs> is to piss all over New Year's resolution. <laughs> just, just stomp a mud hole in them. But, you know, again, guys, you know, we're not experts. We're not professionals. We just want to start the conversation. Yep. That's what it's all about. You know, it's real people, real stories. And, you know, we want to hear from you guys in 2020. So, uh, again, thank you guys for all the positive support we've had. Um, you know, keep it going. Don't forget to rate and review the podcast. Uh, spread the word. You know, help us out. You know, the, the more people we can reach with this this little thing we call a podcast, you know, I, I think the, the more people we can help and the more people can relate. And, uh, you know, we definitely want to keep the conversation going. So, uh, again, thank you guys for what's been an interesting couple months of this so far that I think is going to turn into something pretty special. I agree. So be safe over new years. Don't do anything crazy. Don't do anything stupid. Don't do anything. I wouldn't do. He's Brandon Thompson. I'm Jerry P talk until next week. Happy new year. And don't forget to hashtag get it out. Radio Influence strives to bring you excellence in podcasting. We work with personalities like TV chef Brian Duffy, radio personalities like Ian Beckles, news and political pundits like independent journalists Frank and Tracy Beans, experts from the sports world like veteran football scout and coach Chris Landry, pro wrestling personality David Penzer, MMA experts Jason Floyd and Daniel Galvan, and strength and conditioning coach Jeff Crochell. If you're looking for food, sports, music, entertainment, politics, no matter the topic, Radio Influence has something for everyone. All of Radio Influence's programming can be found on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, Google Podcasts, and RadioInfluence.com.